This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski, Jim Rodriguez with you this morning. Hope everyone had a great week. Looking forward to the weekend. We're going to look oh. ahead at NBA <laughs> Rookie of this the Year. This week has sucked. Straight up. This week has been terrible. And it feels long, right? Really long week. Anyways. Yeah, I think we're at that point in the sports calendar. No offense to the NBA yeah. draft, but it's been a little bit of a struggle. But thank you hey, for listening and watching. Number- Summer betting season, man. Summer betting season. That's what it is. Two days. Two days. Clever. Two days. Thursday, NHL draft. Let's get it. Stop it. Get out. Ed's going to have thoughts. Ed's going to have takes. He's sending us odds on, what was it, Women's World Cup yesterday? I'm like, okay, please. Oh, God. A month ahead of time. Like I was like, is it starting next week? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, what? Home run derby can't get here fast enough, man. Home run derby cannot get here fast enough. Uh, yeah, you're going to be working a lot that week, J-Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Roll out. Clear your calendar. <laughs> Keep it clear, homie. Let's go. <laughs> what are everyone's thoughts Victor? on best ofs? <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's a good yeah. point. <clears throat> we do best have some show. Uh, evergreen topics. <laughs> what are you going to pull from this show? Uh, this topic, this this segment, if we ever get to it, NBA Rookie of the Year. <laughs> this segment, if we ever, yeah, the intros is, is a rocky. Might have done it. We're this week has been so long. Webbinjana is the consensus hey. favorite to win NBA Rookie of the Year in 2024. Really no surprise there, but is he the lock that the sports book say, say he is right now? I'm thinking we could look elsewhere. Someone who is a bit intriguing, who we never got to see play, it's a bit of a toothpick, Chet Holmgren. I mean, is he going to pan out in the NBA? <laughs> if he does, I think it could be quite interesting. We haven't really heard or seen from him in a while, but that is, uh, you know, Chet is a guy that, if he has, you know, a really strong, because he is technically still a rookie, even though he injured mm-hmm. his foot, and he had that really impressive summer league debut. Everyone was so excited, and then it's almost like you kind of forgot about him. But I think that could be uh, worth a look, Joe. Uh, absolutely. So the order is Vic one, Scoot two, Chet Holmgren the third favorite. And then the fourth favorite was the number two pick last night in Brandon Miller. That's a name that really popped to me, Chet, with OKC. But I've already talked about how much I lo- I'm going to love the Thunder this year, and I'm probably going to have some long-shot features on them. Uh, Chet is 5-1 to one over at BetMGM. The best number I see in the market is 7-1. to one. 
But yeah, your overall thought of going elsewhere, I think that makes a lot of sense because all the chatter that we've heard on Vic in year one, they're going to bring him along slowly. It isn't an expectation where they're thinking the Spurs are going to make some sort of a playoff run in year number one. So if they're going to bring him along slowly, there's going to be an opportunity elsewhere. Let, Let me ask you this. It is plus money to take the field versus Vic. Would you take the field or would you take Wembenyama? I would definitely take the field. I was looking at past winners and there are some number one overall picks, but Mm -hmm. I mean, even that Malcolm Brogdon year where he was a 36, that's kind of an outlier. I mean, I guess just for funsies, if you really want to go further down the board, but I think if you're just taking the field, I love that bet. What's the, what are the odds on that? Uh, I saw plus one thirty on the field. Yeah, I mean, that that ain't made a guy that I would take, and it's a bit of it's a bit of a a long shot because I've always said there's two most dangerous things on this earth: a scorned woman and an athlete that's motivated. Okay, those are the two most dangerous creatures on earth. Two most dangerous things: a a a scorned woman and a motivated. My daughter's father. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's for the podcast behind the paywall that's a different um, shots fired <laughs> pew, pew. um cam whitmore what about him he's like a 20 to 1 i saw in one book you know you know you got you got a guy who who, who fell you know aaron Rodgers style in the draft you know you've got a coach who's going to be able to motivate him he's going to be able to play I I I I would take a shot at that. I'd still go with the field. Don't get me wrong, but I would I'd, I'd lay a little action with Cam Whitmore. Uh, to Aaron's point about Brogdon being the outlier when he was the thirty-six pick. Look at the last six: Paolo one, Scotty Barnes four, Lamelo went third, Josh second, Luca third, Ben Simmons mm-hmm. number one. Last six years, top four picks. Every rookie of the year winner. I looked back at the last twenty years. 16 out of the last 20 years, it's been a top four pick. There are a couple sixes in there. Dame won it, Brandon Roy. Uh, but I get the case. It's tough for me to get past the top four because last couple decades, I mean, 80% of the time, it's going to be in that top four. So um, whether you want to, you can throw Amon Thompson in there too because he's four this year, even though he's fifth in the odds because of the Chet angle. Uh, he's 15 to one also in Houston. Uh, but it, it's tough for me to look outside there because then it feels like I'm just taking shots in the dark. The other thing I was taking a look at is I think it can help if you're a rookie on a team that's in playoff contention, but it, it's not necessarily like when we look at handicapping other awards, you don't necessarily have to be on a winning team to get this. Do you? You just got to play, no. right? You just got to play. I mean, yeah. look at the stats got to be there. But some of these guys weren't exactly on winning teams. Like, I don't think Wembenyana and the Spurs are going to be that great this year, but the volume and the opportunity for Wemby to have a great season is there. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm betting him to win it, but I, I just think it's like, oh, you don't necessarily have to be on a winning team. I'm sure it would help if you were the big reason why. Um, but some of these guys weren't on the best teams. Yeah, it'll be an ob- odd opportunity. You you got to analyze: Are they going to be able to play? Like like is Scoot going to be able to play and play right away in Portland? 
is is Miller going to be able to play right away in Charlotte? Sounds like they both are going to be able to get extended minutes. Wemby, I mean, I think he he's the he's the he's the favorite for a reason. But you make a great point. Is he going to be able to be durable for a whole eighty-two game season? Especially how Pop loves the the load management aspect of it. You know, Amen and Cam make they may cancel each other out in Houston only because who's going to play more? That would be the thing. So you you've really got to see. Who is going to be whether they win or lose? I mean, OKC is supposed to be really good, so so their Chet is going to be on national TV. He's going to be seeing more exposure. The question is, is he going to be able to deliver and put the the points on the stat sheet to pop out and get the recognition from the writers to get that? Yeah, I, I wonder if the only thing holding me back on Chet Holmgren at seven to one is is he going to get that opportunity? from the start are they going to push him a little bit with the playing time or are they going to bring him along slowly like they're saying in san antonio with vic because you already have sga you have josh giddy you know um they don't need him terrific on the defensive end they don't need him as much so are, are they going to be careful are they going to manage his workload a little bit that's the part that does scare me but you know process wise i do like Holmgren at seven to one i wish this scoot number was better because you have uh, Wembenyama, such too. a heavy favorite. I was hoping that we'd get a better number than plus 350 at MGM. Uh, as best in the market I see is at four to one. Maybe that's worth a play. But sit the situation, how it sets up, playing time. He's with, with the star player. I think Scoot's in a gr- great position mm-hmm. to succeed from Jump Street. I think there's a lot of value on Scoot, too, uh, just because – I remember when LeBron uh, was up for Rookie of the Year. I mean, Carmelo was in that class. Like, they were pushing each other back then. And Wembenyama had said, if I wasn't in this draft, I think Scoot would have gone number one overall. He was really backing him, so maybe that's Mm -hmm. telling that maybe Scoot is going to be that guy. Obviously, nobody knows for sure and has a crystal ball at this point, but uh, I hear really good things about him. (laughs) <laughs> he's got a great personality <laughs> yeah exactly he's a guy what about what, what about the guy that maybe ended up going higher than many people expected just outside the top five but the guest that we had this week related to the draft favorite player they love they love anthony black can we go orlando winning this again in back-to-back seasons he's uh 30 to 1 yeah. Thirty to one. What do we think about that one? Oh, I see a fifty out there. Actually, that might be worth something. If you think it's not going to be Vic, and you're going elsewhere, that's a number probably worth something. Yeah, I guess it all matters. It depends on 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 the playing time situation. I mean, it feels like it feels like he is going to be able to to get some some minutes on the floor. I I mean, for as tempting as that twenty and thirty and fifty, uh, I I mean, I'd rather go with with Scoot because I think Scoot or mm-hmm. or even go with Cam Whitmore. I mean, only because to me, I figure. It, who's going to be more of, of an impact? And I don't know if Anthony Black would make enough of an impact on his team as opposed to what Scoot would do in Portland, what Miller would do in Charlotte, and, and even with what with Cam or, or Amon would do with Houston. I think it's going to be a lot more competitive, though. Um, you know, I think last year, you know, even though it doesn't – it's sort of a, a – it doesn't make sense because we, we, we've almost given it to, to, to Wemby if, if you go by the odds. I mean, Paulo Banchero pretty much had it locked up from opening night. I don't necessarily think Vic has got it locked up since opening night. 
I think it's much more open as well, J-Rod. Mm-hmm. And in terms of Anthony Black, he's more of a passer and not an elite scorer. So it's, yeah. I kind of feel like someone who's putting up a lot of points is going to win this, or at least needs to be in that conversation with, with the points, not just assists. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm going to make my decision between Scoot and Chet. Uh, man, Scoot's probably the spot at four to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's tough to bet on a guy named Chet, though. Chet doesn't seem like somebody you put I too just much steam on. worry about his size, <laughs> like just his frame. I mean, I did call him a toothpick. <laughs> I, I'm probably just jealous because I'm not one. But uh, no, oh, I when... am worried about it. Can the guy stay healthy? Is he durable? Nobody really knows. That's That's a concern. Yeah, there were a lot of questions raised uh, going into the draft last year. And when you're seven one and you you're not two hundred pounds, you can call him a toothpick. He is. Yeah, like LeBron looked like a a man when he was drafted. There was no concerns yeah. that like, oh, he's young and like needs to put on some muscle and weight. Like he was ready to go out of the gate. And I'm just concerned with Chet in that area. If you're going to have a season-long future, I'd be a little nervous. I think Scoot might be the best bet here. Especially if you're going to – I mean, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) No, no. I was just going to say especially. I mean, I know it's it's not an interior game as much anymore, and everyone is taking perimeter and long-distance shots now. But, I mean, can you imagine Chet trying to bang inside? No way. You know, that's why maybe you wait a little bit into the season – to try to have some more mayonnaise on his sandwiches there so he can gain some weight because he's going to get crushed out there. <laughs> Extra mayo for Chet, please. Yesterday, it seems like forever ago with everything that was going on with the draft, but the Warriors did trade Jordan Poole to the Washington Wizards in exchange for Chris Paul. And we were debating a little bit before the show who won this trade because, in my opinion, Chris Paul, he's older uh can he stay healthy what are you getting and then i felt like the wizards did get quite a bit in return and i feel like they actually made a good decision here joe what was your initial takeaway on this trade this so so is it about the money or is it the warriors admitting the jordan everything we did with jordan Poole was a big mistake the contract was a big mistake uh you had to fight Maybe the team never got over that. Like that was looming over the team all year. More than the Chris Paul movement, that's that was uh, the big story to me. It's just about what exactly are the Warriors admitting here with this big move? Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember didn't new the GM odds get a little shorter too to win it all. Remember new, like, uh... new GM Mike. This isn't this was not Mike Dunleavy Jr.'s pick. You know, so he could he could get rid of a pool without without any sort of a hit on his reputation. Hundred and forty million dollars. That's what they owe Jordan Poole. They're saving a hundred and ten million bucks well acquiring an expiring contract in Paul. Yeah, got to pay Draymond. I think it's a money deal. I think both sides win, and it's pretty even in this situation. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We go off the board, talk about some of these NBA draft picks and their outfits next buddy
We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.